Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat Preview Pod. This is our rapid preview pod giving you guys all the information you need for the game. And our next game is Fulham away on Monday night. Brady, how are we feeling about Monday night away at Fulham at the Cottage with the West London Derby? Well, we just got through to the fourth round of Carabao Cup, so we're going to win the league. So, 5 0? No. Uh, <laughs> if uh, we haven't really, well, to be honest, we haven't fared that well at home or away. I mean, our form is so bad, it's not even really much point talking about differentiating it. But yeah, away has been really bad. And um, I mean, last year, Fulham, I think. I don't know if you remember that it was a game where we lost two one, which our FedEx came on and was doing uh doing some good things and then got sent off. And then yeah. I think there was that picture of Grandpa raging by about ten years in a game. <laughs> uh I think he was struggling. I think that was one where he realised he was in the trenches of Chelsea. So yeah, I mean, in terms of in all seriousness, pretty confident. Uh game we should win. Fulham not great at scoring goals, uh, but neither are we. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean it's it'll be interesting to talk about um what we're going to do about Jackson, about a recognised striker. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, you know, Fulham away. I mean, you know better than anyone. It's, uh, they hate us. Fulham hate us. So uh, so um, it's going to be a tough game. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Fulham have had a tricky start to the season. So Fulham are sitting in 11th, so they are actually three points above us. We've got a chance to um, go ahead of them if we mm. beat them, which will be absolutely fantastic news for me. Um, I've got some personal stake in trying to beat Fulham at the moment. Um, but Chelsea's uh, away record, unfortunately, isn't pretty reading. And we are actually yet to win away from home. So we've lost to West Ham. So we have scored away from home. We did score in that match um, with Chukwemenka before he was injured. Um, but obviously, we drew away at Bournemouth 0-0, which was really disappointing for us. Um, Fulham, on the other hand, did beat Luton last time out at home um, and uh, lost quite comfortably, actually, to Brentford. Um, Fulham's away, sorry, Fulham's home record um, last season was relatively good. If you were to look outside of the top four, um, they actually only lost twice at home um, to teams ranging from 5th to 20th. Um, so definitely not something you can take lightly. Um, I think they actually only failed to score in three of those matches as well. So um, definitely a team that's dangerous. Chelsea's away record last season was absolutely appalling. Uh, four win, uh, five wins away from home, um, with four of those coming from teams in the bottom half. Um, I'm yeah. not sure if we would count Fulham in the in the top half. They did finish tenth, I guess. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of work for us to do. Um, what's the what's the word on the injuries? I think I listened to the Potch presser last night. Um, Carney Chikwenka's back. Very surprised hey. by that. He's back so quickly. I thought he'd be back um, after the international break. I think he's in full training. I don't think he can start yet. But he basically said he's... They give that a little, you know, he's in contention. Medoweke has uh, recovered from his uh, ghost injury <laughs> that he picked up in a nightclub somewhere. Not, uh, <laughs> well, we should probably talk about that point, but talk about injuries. It's pretty clear that... I mean... I've got nothing against football players spending their money and doing what they want to do within reason. I think it's ridiculous that I can't see Madueke 
really going out and getting completely intoxicated. I think he seems like a great professional, to be honest. And I think what maybe happened was before the Bournemouth game, I think he had, I think he was carrying a slight knock, maybe, and he was fifty-fifty for the game, and then he was pictured in that club. So maybe that Poch has looked at that and gone, well, I might have picked it. I don't know exactly. But something like that has gone on, I think. Because he, uh, he might have picked up, I think he picked up an off under 21. So, you know, in, in after the um, the Brighton victory, he, he asked about Medeweke. I don't know if you saw, he said, was he available? And he said, yeah, he was available. And why wasn't he picked selection choices? And it was very like, there's something going on. But yesterday he said that Medeweke is fit after international break. So sounds like he's back. Um, obviously, Ben Chilwell is going to be out. For, it sounds like he's going to be out for a month. P- Poch was not hopeful. He said it looks bad, so it might be longer for Ben Chilwell. So we might again. We'll talk about it in a little bit about the lineup, about the left back situation. Uh, I think Amanda Breyer is not injured, but I don't think he can start a game. I'm not sure who else on the injury front. I think otherwise we're okay. And well, other than the the, the long term ones, Reese James isn't ready for this game. I think he'll be back for the Burnley game. So yeah, I think we're pretty much where we were in terms of the short term injuries, other than obviously the long term ones like in Kunku and whatnot. I think Badia Shield's still. I think he's in full t- full training, yeah, but he's not, yeah, not he quite bit, ready. He had a bit of a setback. I think that. I think to be honest, they're just gonna. They seem to be keeping him on ice um, for the bigger games after an international break. They seem to be getting him back right to the brink of playing, and then he's not playing. I think they're really trying to take their time with him because um, I think he, he 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 was. I think he was projected at four months or something like that, and which was about now from when he got injured. I think. Um, but I think they're just trying to take their time with him and try and pad him in. And I think, to be honest, because the defense, the defense hasn't really been a problem this season. I think we've got a lot, quite a lot, a few clean sheets. Our XG, our XC concede is pretty good. Um, not in a massive rush to bring Benoit back. And I mean, we really don't want to re-injure players. So um, yeah, I think probably we won't see Benoit maybe before the international break. Yeah. And then we've got some suspensions in Gusto and Jackson. Obviously, Gusto with the red card and Jackson with his. Five yellow card. If injuries weren't enough, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a shame for Mallow because it was a it was a it wasn't it wasn't as a rash one. It was just a kind of he foot went over the top of the ball. It was just a, he got the ball and if he was if he's like studs were just like you know maybe you know a few couple of inches lower, he just get get the ball and go through the player and it would rather than actually catching in the, the, his ankle and going over the ball. That's why it looked bad and so yeah, but it does create a problem. I mean. Mallow's been a really he's had a really good start to to the season and um yeah again we have to talk in the lineup about what we're gonna do at the fullback because that's a big talking point for this game, I think. You think it'll be who's gonna play at top and who's gonna play in the fullback positions for Chelsea. Yeah. And I think if we're looking at Fulham as well, they've got um a few injuries to contend with. So um Adama Traore, um, who they got in the summer, Calvin Bassey, who they also got in the summer, centre back. Um and some other players as well, and Tete and Bender. But um, I think, looking at it, what what would you go for in terms of team selection? Where what what are you settling on formation and and players? I've actually got a team here. I've put out um, my preferred lineup. Can I do that? Is that allowed? Of course. Let's yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear it. We've got Sanchez in goal because naturally. We've got Matson left back, Cole Will left centre back, Silva and Dzasi right back. So a bit harsh and Kukurat. I think you could have maybe a Kukurat left back. Um, yeah. I've got Enzo and Caicedo. I've got yeah. Enzo sort of in a deeper role. Um, I've got Palmer right wing for this game because, I, you know, with I think you'll have to slot somewhere else because unless they're going to start Madueke, they haven't really got anyone who can um, play right wing because I think what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to play 
Palmer right wing. I think I'll play Conor Gallagher in this game, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and I'll play Mujeric left wing, and I think I'll play Sterling false nine. I don't really see another option other than Sterling false nine. A lot of things on X, like, I'll oh, start Brozier, chuck him in. Brozier's nowhere near. I mean, Poch said he needed 10, 20, 30 minutes to build up. I think he's played, I don't know, 17 minutes, or I think a bit more, 22 minutes in the last few performances. Nowhere near starting. So that's just, that's just not reality. And David Washington isn't in the conversation either. So it is going to be false nine. It depends how they do it. The reason I've got Gallagher is I think, well, I was listening to Straight Out Podcast, uh, Straight Out Common Podcast earlier. They talked about Joao Polina, their, their player who nearly, well, probably their best player, nearly went to uh, Bayern this summer, really good centre-midfield field player. And I think in the last game against Palace, Palace actually put Jeffrey Schlupp on him and basically man-marked him. That's the job for Conor Gallagher. To be on there, because he really makes Fulham tick, Paulina. So if we can put a player on him, maybe like Taylor put kind of like another team putting a player on Enzo, that's why Gallagher would be in a, 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 good in a game like this. It's a London derby, feisty. I think Gallagher maybe in a 10 would be good. Maybe move Enzo back a little bit. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But I think they will play Conor Gallagher in this game. Just to, just to really battle it out in midfield and um, try and press and shut down um, Paulina. And who have you got up front? I put I said Sterling, false nine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 That's Sterling, yeah. Yeah, there's a few people to uh, to choose from. Yeah, um, I, you, you could I mean false nine, I mean you could put Mudrick there, I don't know. I mean, but I like I don't really see Broger's not gonna start and I don't think so. I think it'd be very unwise to start him. Um and the way Poch talks, he's playing it down a lot. So he was quite vague in the press conference. He says we've got a few options. I mean I don't think we do. I think it's Sterling really or I don't know, maybe you could Cole Palmer or you could play split 10s, a little bit like England did in the under-21 Euros. I think they just played a, lot, a few 10s like Gordon and uh, Palmer and things like that and uh, Gibbs-White. But yeah, there's not going to be a recognised striker starting for Chelsea on Monday night, I don't think. OK. What about you? Uh, so I've gone Sanchez, obviously. I think that's a position we can all agree on. I'm going to go a little bit different. I think he's going to play a diamond, a 4-4-2 diamond Right. Um, with Palmer playing a false ninety kind of role, so I'm going to go Martin at left back because I think he's going to push him up further, or Kukurea, but I think Martin's better suited because I'm going to play Colwell, Silva, and Dazazi then alongside them, and I think that's more of a three. And I think Martin's a better player going forward than Kukurea. Right. Um, I also don't think that they want Kukurea staying, so. I'd I think he played no. well, but I'm not sure that they'll invest much time in him. Um, Caicedo is like a holding midfielder. And then Enzo and Gallagher kind of just in front of him. And then Palmer at the front of the diamond. So you have quite a narrow diamond. Right. Um, and then Mudrick and Sterling kind of like up front, I guess, in a way. But also, I guess it's going to take a little bit of movement. So that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to incorporate a lot of people. Um, there's lots of different ways you can play this. There's a chance that Maybe Brozier gets more minutes than we think as well, and and he goes more for a traditional kind of four-two-three-one. But I think that's where I'm aiming at. I think it's quite narrow for us, but I also think it plays into Palmer's strengths of having like two runners ahead of him, and I think the game should just be give him the ball yeah. and and hope for the best. <laughs> I think it's a game that like I think Potts would definitely go free at the back if we had the personnel. I think he'd go three-four-three before a little bit like the two the Tuchel model where you just play a false nine like a Havertz or a Sterling or whatever, and you just use the win backs and bombing up, but we just haven't got the personnel for that. If uh, 
If James and Chilwell were fit, I think he'd go for that. But we did, unfortunately, we're weak at fullback in this game and and uh, and uh, in attack. So it's really going to be about the the how the attackers can mould together. Um, a little bit like Hazard, Pedro, and Willian. It would be a little bit maybe used to play false nine like them. I don't know if you remember that used to work quite well, kind of mixing in together, interchanging position, things like that. Um, so I have to wait and see. But yeah, I, um, I think I think your idea is a good one. I'm just not sure Poch will change system because, like I said on the last podcast, he does seem pretty settled on this four-two-three-one a little bit. And I think he'd be reluctant to change system, but we we'll have to wait and see. Score predictions. It's we need a win, don't we? Because uh, well, it's both our birthdays. Yeah, it's my actual birthday on Monday, and yours is on Tuesday. I didn't never knew that. I never knew you were the third of October, mate. There you go. So wow. surely, surely all the stars are aligning for a Chelsea win. Well, you say that, but we'll just be grumpy all week. But um, <laughs> You could have a birthday to forget. Quite yeah, I mean, it's actually on my birthday. At least you get a bit of recovery time. Shocker. Uh, well, I think it would be... I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. I think, you know, Fulham have... Fulham have um, They've only scored five goals. They do really struggle for goals. Uh, last famous last words. I mean, William scored against us last year, so famous last words. But yeah, I think it'll be. It's, it's a real one nil we kind of game. We had a similar game under Lampard uh, a couple of years ago when Mason Mount. Uh, I'm not sure I'd say his name in this podcast, but um, Mason Mount scored a very scrappy goal. I think it'll be a bit of a game like that. A Monday night scrappy game. Get through it. The, the, the Fulham fans will be on our backs and. To try and get a win. Um, I think we'll dominate the game on the ball, right? It's just whether we can convert the chances. So, yeah, I'll go for 1-0. Nice. I think it will be... Oh, I don't know. It, my all the, all the stats will tell me it's going to be low scoring. It could actually end up being 0-0. Um, but with the birthdays... <laughs> uh, and, the optimism, and, and the optimism after the Brighton game. Although... I think just with the team as well, because if Jackson was playing, I feel a lot more confident. Um, so it does feel like a nil-nil, but I'll go for a cheeky, a cheeky two-nil Chelsea. I'm gonna try and sneak two goals in somehow. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. score one, but I wanted to go. I was gonna go one-nil as well, but I felt I could try and do something a little bit. Different. I mean, there's some good things that can happen. You know, Mujic's had a run in the team. He finally had a shot in the last game, so maybe he can get, and get some chances. <laughs> it might, he might get more attacking positions. A lot of this game um, will revolve around Raheem Sterling's in my... Not just because he's in my FPL team. If Sterling finishes and is on it, um, like he was against Luke, and we've got a real chance, because he's getting chances every game, Raheem. He seems to get two or three opportunities every game. Or didn't convert them at all against Aston Villa. He's had a week off, he's been fresh. Or be more than a week off. I think it'll be eight days off. So hopefully, if, if, if again, it'll revolve about if we can get a goal early and change the game state and get and quiet the crowd down, I think it could be quite routine. If it's nil-nil after 60 minutes, it could get really tough. So I have to just wait and see if we can... Um... And the first half against Brighton wasn't great, so we really need a good first half because, you know, we've, we, we've got Brozier on the bench, but really, other than Brozier and Madueke, you haven't really got many game changes that's come off the bench and changed the game for us. So yeah, if it's nil-nil, right, I'm not sure what the weather's going to be, but if it's nil-nil rainy or cold and windy and the crowd are on you, they might be sort of looking at a point a little bit, a little bit, a little bit like what happened to Bournemouth, to be honest, where they're playing in the wind and the rain, and they sort of like, well, it's nil nil, and they didn't really seem to push at the end, and they were sort of just holding what they got, the don't lose mentality. Because um, I think this team obviously are very wary about losing, because when they're losing, they're getting booed, and there's a lot of pressure. So, got to try and be a bit fearless in that sense and go for it. But um, 
again, a lot about game state. It's, it's, talking general things here, if we can score in the first 20 minutes, it can really open the game up for us. And they'll have to push in, and that could really help our in play and transition. They'll have to push up, and yeah, and now they'll have to break up the, out of the low block a little bit. So let's see how the game state goes. Yeah, I actually think it could be a crazy game. And in yeah. the other sense, I think it could be. I think if we think back to how the Bournemouth game was, that was kind of like a basketball game end to end. So it could favour us quite well. I mean, it's not about Sky Sports, Sky Sports under the lights. I mean, the Friday and Monday night games do sometimes seem to be quite eventful. I'm not sure why. Um, like the two o'clock, um, the two o'clock game where last week the Villa games, they always seem quite boring. But the Monday night games always seem to bring out than the Friday night games, especially when you've got a smaller stadium close to the pitch, it can be really energetic. So yeah, we we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe we'll actualise all this uh, XG we've been missing. Yeah, well, that would be like 31-0, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for 30. Um, yeah. Good stuff. All right, well, uh, the game's on uh, Monday night, but um, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully it doesn't ruin our birthdays. Uh, that's, that's the most important thing. Of course, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's what we've got time for today. Regardless of the result, we'll be back next week for more updates on all things DSCR. You can follow us on X at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>